Hi, this is Carl. And Curtis. And you're listening to Of Mike and Men. Man, it's been a year, like probably over a year since our last episode, actually. Yeah, yeah, well over a year. But uh, this is it. We're back. The yeah, triumphant, we're, we're not, triumphant return. We're not dead. We're not dead. That's right. Yeah, uh, that's uh, that's the least we can say. <laughs> no, so how is everyone? How's uh, how have you been doing, Curtis? How's everyone? Hey, hey, can you all, uh, everyone listening, can you guys tell us how you're doing? Yeah, so we, can, uh, so we can start off here. Yeah, if anyone wants to, like, you know, move forward, there's a couple chairs open in the front. <laughs> it's just an empty room. Like, nobody, <laughs> not even the janitors are listening. Just... <laughs> it's just the two of us in like a big conference room. There's not even a conference going on. It's just like we just snuck in. <laughs> Stuck in and started recording. Uh, but in all seriousness, it is uh, it is honestly kind of weird to be back uh, doing this, getting into this sort of groove of like, hey, we're recording something. I know. Like, you know, when I'm talking to you these days, it's over Discord. Well, we'll get it. We'll get into it. Yeah, it's over Discord, and we're just talking about uh, something in particular. But here today, we're just gonna have a, a casual kind of ease into ease into things again kind of of chat dude okay so today i was at um i was doing some groceries at sam's and i found out that they were actually doing like a bunch of these five nights at freddy's books like novels uh but they're you know like they're kind of geared towards kids and there's one i uh the front cover of it looked like slappy the dummy from goosebumps Mm -hmm. uh and it was like three of them but i didn't even recognize them from the five nights at freddy's thing i didn't realize they had like living dummies there now no uh those are a long story those are basically like a goosebumps spinoff sort of series with like it's not it's it's in the universe but not in like the game unit, if that makes like it's it's like a split timeline kind of thing. But it has like oh. lore hints to the game. So it's it's like in the the original games kind of happen in, in this history, but this is kind of just like a, an anthology sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, this is exactly what it is. Honestly, it's like creep show kind of thing. You know, it it, it all exists in like the same kind of like war universe, but not timeline kind it's like its own yeah they're all, it's, they're it's all, always, they're all different stories. it's always kind of confusing to me whenever a property does that because i never know if i'm supposed to catch myself up on all the other stuff beforehand or if it's you know like fine to just dive in and it's like a completely unrelated story it's it's overwhelming but um if you're in the mood for a goosebumps type story um real quick kind of thing um those are perfect the, a lot of those those are meant for kids but the, a lot of those are kind of gory like there's some really intense stuff. In- right. Yeah. See, like uh, speaking of goosebumps, there was a, another series that R.L. Stein did. What was it? It was like Fear oh, Street. He, he's right? done a ton of. Yeah, he's done Fear Street. He's done his his first like scary stories were like babysitter type. You know, teen, you know, it was more geared towards teenagers, real big into the scholastic yeah. one of the goosebumps or like a younger. Yeah, he's got a lot of. Yeah, like from what I heard, I never actually read Fear Street. I was more of like a goosebumps kid, but I heard like, you know, Fear Street was more um, more of like a young adult thing. But apparently Netflix did a Fear Street series and it's like super bloody. It's like total R rated. Yeah, I've heard good things about, uh, well, at least the second part of the, the, the camp one. I've heard the camp one um, of that. Are, are they like um, individual stories like goosebumps as well or do they follow like they? Uh, they are more or less they, they i think they take place all in the same kind of town you know this fear street is an actual play but i think it is kind of like you know an anthology oh, okay does fear street take place in maine <laughs> <laughs> no actually uh, stein's thing is he's from ohio i think a lot of them take place oh, uh, okay yeah uh for you know that's that's a thing with authors in general do they just like taking you know having stories take place and what they're used to yeah i guess it's it's easier to like come up with with ideas when it's like okay i look outside like oh there's a kind of a creepy house right across the street from me <laughs> 
Yeah. Actually, there used to be one um, back when we were living near Miami, there was a, a house in our backyard. So the way our house was set up, it was like we had the backyard and then um, directly behind that was like our other neighbor's house. But that house, I swear, was just completely abandoned because the windows were all like kind of busted up and, you know, boarded up with wood. And I had never seen anyone uh walk in or out of that house but my parents were like yeah there, no there's someone who lives there but like i swear like it was just such a creepy looking house on the far end of our uh backyard i never i never liked going too far into our yard because of that <laughs> do you ever go up like close to the house uh like i would i would kind of like look at it just kind of from a distance it just it was like so weird there was like these two big trees that uh would cover the the roof of it so you could kind of only see the house through uh like overgrown grass and like through these really thick trees so it, it led itself to more of a, an air of mystery there man every time you talk about like before you lived in this area or your you know meta point area um it's always like something like you hung out in the cemetery or you, like it's a spooky thing you have you had such an eventful childhood <laughs> Yeah, I guess I guess the places we uh, we used to live in lent itself to that. Hang on, pause real quick. Yeah, get her on the pod. Oh yeah. Hey, Techie, you wanna you wanna join in on this on this podcast? Wanna talk Dude. politics? <laughs> Dude, you know uh, you know the show Courage the Cowardly Dog. Oh yeah. There was um. Have you heard of the uh the fan theories ending that show? Like there was one I think where because there was an episode of Courage where um Eustace and Muriel were kind of like killed or something or they were abducted and then they were replaced or, or courage made like puppet replacements of them and then there's a fan theory that says that from that point on in the show every episode afterwards is actually just uh, courage acting out the puppets whoa that'd be freaky i don't know i think any kind of theory for that show just kind of goes out the window for just like how much the story changes in each episode it's just like a completely different tone or i mean it's all the same kind of fear tone but like with each new like character or location or whatever with that absolutely insane show uh it's just like can't it's hard to it's hard to follow after a while um, yeah you ever seen the last episode of that show um i don't actually remember i i i never saw them like in, in order um so i don't remember if i've seen the last episode man it's really sad it shows like courage as like a, a kid or something and he's with his parents and for some reason that his parents ended up on the moon in a rocket and he's like a, you know just got stuck on earth and that's how we met Muriel <laughs> but yeah it's, it's been a while since I watched yeah it's that's, very bizarre that's pretty crazy um, speaking of courage though I I, I know uh, we, we should probably move on here there's this out of nowhere I found out that there's going to be this random Scooby-Doo movie with courage in it and it's just oh. like the most bizarre crossover I've ever I think I've ever heard of in my life it's just like yeah. two completely because, like, tones, different tones well, because like Courage hasn't even been in like a mainline animated no, in like thing a decade like, or so. Yeah, yeah. over over over, a decade, over de definitely. Yeah, decades. Yeah, it's wild. It's like big. <laughs> but it, like I think I saw like a, a cover for it, and it looks just like one of those you know straight to DVD kind of Scooby Doo. Yeah, dude. So I saw the trailer for that, and the the announcer at the end just whipped me back to like the early two thousands when they were like you know look for it on DVD and. <laughs> That's so bizarre, man. I was expecting him to just say like, "Look for it on DVD and VHS." What What would you do if they said that, dude? I would I would try to find a copy of it on VHS. Hell yeah! I wonder what the last movie on VHS. Uh, I, for some reason, I just thought of like some Tim Hanks movie. So Tom Hanks, Tim Hanks, Tim Allen, Tim Allen Hanks, Tim yeah, Tim Allen and Tom Hanks. It's just Toy Toy Story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wait, okay. yeah, they, yeah, they were they were the they were Buzz Lightyear, right? Buzz Lightyear yeah, and Woody. They were Buzz Lightyear together, yeah. 
<laughs> they fused into Buzz Lightyear. They mo-capped. Like, yeah. Tom, uh, Tom Hanks was the, the upper half of Buzz. Mo- what if it was t- Toy Story and it was just their mo-capped faces on the toys? That would be... <laughs> Dude, have you seen the uh, the original kind of like beta versions of Toy Story? Yeah, Woody looks horrendous. I know it was so it was like such a weird looking looking thing, I and mean, they were like so misshapen. Speak of Slappy, Woody looks like freaking Slappy in that. I think yeah, that's what it, they were going off of. Imagine if they like had the, actually the, the gone with that like yeah if, with that dummy look. <laughs> Oh, it would not have worked at all. <laughs> That's like um, it it was like that same sort of style from the original uh, Jimmy Neutron like pilot, the Johnny Quasar episode, where he was uh, it it was kind of very similar. I think it was like Runaway Rocket Boy or something like that. Yeah, that um, one and that that one Carl has a different voice. Yeah, I mean, they they look really weird, pilot. Dude, I found out um, I was I was kind of browsing the Jimmy Neutron wiki for some reason. <laughs> As, as we as you do yeah yeah Usually. uh you know it was a, it was a rainy sunday i had nothing better to do well, what did you discover um so i found that that uh sheen was actually originally supposed to be a japanese character but they couldn't find a japanese voice actor for him so instead they made him hispanic and that was when i found i was like looking into the the trivia section and that was when i was like it kind of clicked on me because like his name is sheen estevez and it was that thing i told you that he was actually named after Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez. Right, that blew my mind when he told me. Yeah, I was sense. like, it never clicked in my head. But it's such a it's such a weird uh, reference to make for a ch- children's uh, cartoon <laughs> character. So random. And you got Quentin Tarantino in one of those episodes. Oh yeah, uh, I think it was like one where he was a. Yeah, he's like a director. Yeah, he was he was a director who was like making them do all these things, but he was actually like a, a side evil science guy quentin tarantino has actually shown up uh, in another nickelodeon thing he was in i uh, know uh, not nickelodeon he was in courage he was in one of the episodes man we're, we're really going full circle real quick yeah uh, <laughs> he was a he was an undead like a zombie director who tried to like put uh, muriel in a snuff film <laughs> wow okay that's interesting uh, you say you like you describe it like that and it sounds like some kind of creepy pasta <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and then he got blood eyes yeah Everything was hyper realistic. Yeah, good. Do people still write in that like format? See, I I actually took a look into the creepy pasta wiki recently to see what's what's been going on. Yeah, how's it looking these days? Um, so far, like from what I've seen, the writing has definitely. I mean, I feel like it has gotten a bit more professional feeling, or maybe they just have a better filtering nowadays. But uh, a lo- a lot of the the stories, the more recent ones, they tend to be pretty long, and it I I don't know for me when I'm reading like you know online creepypasta stuff i i generally don't like the stories to be too long because otherwise i'm like all right i got i got things to do <laughs> yeah <laughs> i can't wait for the payoff at the very end for reading like you know for an hour i know what you mean like it it's a it's a lucky it were back in the day back in the day it was a, re- a really lucky thing find a like you know couple paragraph creepypasta that was like you know decent had a decent twist at the, you know that made you, mm-hmm. that kept you satisfied yeah um, like, there I was a uh, oh, oh, go ahead uh, the, the one the one like that comes to mind that I re- like read all like six or seven parts of NES Godzilla one. Oh yeah, uh, that one came with like video stuff too, didn't it? I it had actually like pictures of sprites, which actually were really good, um, really interesting looking. You can tell it was like one of those cheesy kind of like oh, and at the end, you know, he sits and cries in front of the friggin' NES or whatever. But, yeah, um, <laughs> that was a that was a big thing back in the 2010s. Yeah, yeah. a lot of those uh, haunted. There was haunted one. Um, There's you know like the haunted gaming stuff, and then the uh, the haunted um, cartoon uh, pilot episodes or whatever. Or lost there was actually 
Yeah, the lost episodes. That was like its own genre. There was one creepypasta that I read that actually, I can't remember the name of it, but it was actually about uh, a guy who was responsible for all the lost episode stuff. And he was like, uh, it was from the narrator's perspective. He was friends with this guy who was obsessed with like splicing, uh, you know, cartoon clips and like editing them and all that stuff. And then they lost contact after a few years. And then sometime later, he, you know, came back to his old town to try and check up on him. And then he went back to his friend's house and noticed there was something weird. It, it seemed like there was some sort of break into their house. So he investigates. And then eventually he finds out that his friend had somehow like fused himself with this editing machine. And there's just a bunch of VHS tapes with like, you know, quote unquote, lost episodes scattered all over the place. I love I love when they jump the shark. When you get to that point, it's just like, do I want to keep going or am, or do I turn? Yeah, it was, <laughs> the it was fusing, to... fusing with an editing machine is very yeah, He was like, they. I don't, I don't remember how they described it, but it, yeah, he was like, he ended up being like fused into it and it was like feeding into a VHS player. Oh man, that sounds great. Yeah, no, those are, those are classics. I did read this one um, just a couple weeks ago. It was uh, a series of anthology posts from i think 2011 or sometime around then uh and i forget what the name of the website was called but it basically focuses on this strange you know small uh town uh probably somewhere in the midwest and you know this weird going on uh in the town but the way that the the posts and the stories are written some of them are written from the perspective of the townsfolk some of them are written from the perspective of like you know newspapers and art uh journalists and stuff one of them was about this weird uh, sickness that took over this uh, neighboring town and the police came in to try and investigate because apparently the whole town just became dead quiet overnight and no one could reach anyone in there and the way that they the way that the uh, the author wrote it the way he gradually uncovers the the mystery about what happened to the town it's actually really nice it jumps between a few different perspectives and while it's a kind of a lengthy uh, story it never feels like it drags on because there's always just like something interesting that gets revealed. And it's one of those rare, uh, rare stories that actually kept me reading to the very end. Would you uh, say that this almost uh, crosses over into the territory of being, wow, I'd actually read this if this were a book kind of thing. Oh, yeah. It's it's like one of those things. I used to read um, the Resident Evil like FAQs and wikis just because I found those uh, the smaller stories in those games to be so much more interesting you know the the struggles of the civilians as they're trying to deal with the zombie outbreak it felt very much like that um because i think at some point they started recording uh you know they they had one of the police cams on as they investigated the town and the story switches to a transcript of what happens in that video and it's actually very very convincing the the level of detail that they put in there are they coming out with you said this is like an anthology or something yeah um it's it's a series made by this one dude. He was actually the one who was who's responsible for the Local 58 uh, web series. I don't know if you've seen that. I, I have. It's like news. Uh, he's kind of like playing around with the news format. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, I, I, those are pretty good. I, yeah. He's, I, I like he's the one who um, he's the one who actually did that. And it's it definitely shows he's he's got a he's got a knack for those smaller bite sized stories. Uh, unfortunately, I think the last post on the website was back in 2012 ish, and he said he would 
you know, he writes the stories only when he's inspired and he had difficulty trying to find something that actually scared him because he didn't like he didn't want to do just the generic sort of, you know, scary story setup. He wanted to actually create stories that engaged readers. Which is why I think he eventually stopped, moved on to another. You know, I honestly, honestly kind of respect that because like why you shouldn't be sitting down writing a story unless you, um, you feel it kind of like ready, you know, like you feel inspired, you're ready to tell the story. You know, if it doesn't feel worthwhile to you, it's not going to feel worthwhile to the people reading it. So, you know, that's respectable the writer. Um, But yeah, that kind of sucks though, too, because like if it's good, then you don't want to see more. But is he translating it into a different, you said a different medium? Is he doing like videos now? Yeah, yeah. The, um, the, so the local 58 stuff is, you know, he's doing the, the video stuff for that. He did a uh, a web series, like a web comic, kind of based on the same. I think Local Fifty Eight and the original stories that he wrote were they actually take place in the same universe, um, just in like different towns. Because he does mention um, the Local Fifty Eight news channel in one of his stories from back in the day, and so I think it's supposed to take place uh, the universe. And Has- even the uh, the web comic does too. That local fifty eight channel is that still being up? To- I think so. There was a there was one recent video I think that came out maybe a few weeks ago. I'm not entirely sure, but yeah, it's I, I'm pretty sure it's like an ongoing. It's pretty. Cool. Uh, here it is. This is the uh, this is the uh, the name of it. It's called Icker Falls. That's the uh, the name of the website. Is the site still up? Yeah, yeah, it's it's still up. And if you look at it, it's definitely uh, it's definitely like an old fashioned sort of website. It looks like a blog page, like an old blog page. But yeah, no the stories in here are, are really um you just have to it's it's kind of a little confusing to navigate it though you have to go through there's like local legends visitor center it's, it's kind of designed to be to feel almost like a, a town yeah this is like a blast from the past um i'm sorry if anyone's listening to this 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 part might be kind of uninteresting because like we're here looking at a web page but um it's it, it just back in the day i feel so old saying this but like back in the day a lot of the types of stuff you would read scary stories creepy pasta or not was on like a blog format right. kind of kind of page and, uh, angel fire page. angel fire, yeah yeah even uh and it, it kind of adds to the experience in a way it's kind of stupid saying that but like just like it at you know the they don't capitalize play you know things in places it, it, it looks authentic it looks like someone yeah see i actually think it it adds to the the atmosphere of it because you know when you read it on a creepypasta website where it's like all collated and you know that it's been reviewed by some modern you're like okay so this this kind of takes me out of the experience because it's obviously just a collection of stories but when you see it on like someone's personal web page it's like oh is this real like are they you know are they actually just like you know writing out what happened to them or you know it it kind of uh, gives you an extra uh, sense of disbelief i guess you ever think like 10 20 years in the future uh kids are going to look back at blog pages at, for like history projects and stuff it's just so weird like this is it like these are we're looking at the the actual web pages like the actual pages that they use historically kind of kind of thing i don't know i think i think about that a lot like how the internet is going to act as a containment unit for history oh yeah dude definitely i think i think with um with the way that internet speeds and technology is moving forward the like most people don't even you know do blogs anymore it's just you know the video yeah uh, gosh yeah. They, they just vlog everything and there's just so much information and so much so much footage everyone like uh that yeah it might it might come off as kind of odd for people in the future oh man you actually wrote things down instead of just recording like because you know recording it just press a button and it's done you don't have to like do much else after that uh 
but yeah, no, I think I think it, it could be uh, interesting. And <clears throat> you know, speaking of uh, speaking of just kind of how it's going to be a way to preserve history, I always look back at like I always uh, feel so uh, nostalgic whenever YouTube recommends me like an old video from 2008, and you can just tell that it was from a completely different era. Uh, you know, not just in the quality, but the way that people kind of presented themselves back yes, then. I, I, it's funny you mentioned. Yeah, I watch a lot of old Angry Video Game Nerd episodes, but like looking back on them now in a way, through a lens like that, like um, it, it baffles me to think like, man, I lived in a completely different world in, when I was in middle school, you know, the the, the whole world was just so um, in such a transitional phase culturally, the way, like you said, the way people presented themselves, the way people acted and things like that, that it's just it sucks to think that, you know, you live through that. Um, I, I, I think that, you know, the, the kind of hum- yeah, there's like a, hum- a sense of humbleness back then that we don't have now um, right. that I wish that I kind of appreciated in the world um, back then. I, I know that's kind of like a complex, stupid sentence. I just yeah, I think back to this time a lot like the the mid to late 2000s and just how different everything was uh it's interesting you know uh What's kind of uh, what's kind of weird, I guess, to compare and contrast modern day internet and back then is just how how much more censored and sanitized everything is nowadays. Um, even like, especially on YouTube, I guess now it's like you know, uh, content creators can't curse or even mention certain things. Like, I think uh, there there are a few uh, YouTubers that I watch who cover. Um, you know, they analyze things from movies and games, like the biological aspects of character that, and they can't even mention the word dead or die or killed because it'll get their video demonetized. And the fact that we are actually at that point where an AI algorithm can just, you know, pick up on those things and instantly like flag you for something like that, you know, compared to back then where it's like YouTube actually used to just have, um, now, YouTube and Facebook used to have real people reviewing these things for the uh, community guidelines stuff. And back then, it's like, okay, as long as you're not doing anything illegal, you know? Yeah, imagine imagine being those people, just watching videos all day. Yeah, but at the same time, you're watching, like, a lot of really terrible things. A lot like, of boring <laughs> videos, probably a lot of unboxings, you know, I, like boxes of crackers. I was, uh, I was listening to this podcast where they interviewed uh, one of the people who used to do those manual uh, reviews for Facebook and he said like just the the type of things that people would upload on Facebook it was like it mentally scarred him oh, like there were so many atrocities that he had to review and like manually flag well being being uh, not even PC being clean and internet everyone friendly as you can tell tell us tell me tell us what like for, give me an example of what kind of videos we're talking about uh, I don't know probably <clears throat> like you know videos of mutilation oh so like a beheadings and things okay yeah wow, like so wow. people would would upload that on Facebook, just like really violent, gory stuff, you know, things like uh, things like you would expect, or I guess people just kind of say now like, oh, things you'd only find on the deep, deep right, web has right. kind of become the, uh, the, the, the internet scapegoat these days, even though like pretty much most things that you can find on the deep web pretty much already existed on the regular web. You know, that makes me think back in like 2010 to 20, like 14 ish time times, whatever. Um, it, it makes me think like the general public were, was kind of experiencing this um, get to know the internet. Uh, it, it hadn't exactly become mainstream then. And the dark web right. was still like, there's, there's so much mystery to like what the internet was still. And that included the dark web. And now everyone knows what the dark web is. It's just so interesting to think that yeah have you heard about that theory that like there's a, 
an even deeper layer to the internet below the dark web. Oh, there must be. Yeah, I can't even imagine the depths of depravity hidden away in uh, uh, just decades and decades of time that we have on the internet now. Decades of history, essentially. Um, yeah. Horrible. Probably a lot of really god awful things. Yeah, I remember. Um, I remember there being a, a big. Kind of a uh, period of time during the mid to late 2000s when people were just sharing a lot of these like shock videos, uh, like you know the BME Pain Olympics was was a big one back yeah, then. Yeah. Um, two girls, one <laughs> cup <laughs> was a terrible, terrible experience that I never want to experience ever again. Oh, I'm sorry. That, <clears throat> I'm sorry you had that experience. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did you ever see that video? Uh, I, Either of them actually? I didn't do. I didn't on purpose. I clicked. I was on like one of those flash game sites and a pop-up sent me to it and mm-hmm. it like it, there would be a pop-up like it would have the video and then there would be a pop-up like one of those uh congratulations she wons yeah. sort of pop-ups that would just be like hi and I you try to click out of it and it was just like freeze your computer. Yeah, the X the X button is actually the button that links right, to the site. Right, right. Yeah, and I, I hate remember, that. I remember unplugging my computer from the wall, just like sweaty with fear. <laughs> just like I, <laughs> what have I, what have I done? I'm just trying to play games. Yeah, dude, like those those old websites. Like, man, the uh, like trying to navigate um, those old websites on like the old Internet Explorer. I mean, that's what I used back then. I didn't know any better. <laughs> it was like a minefield, <laughs> just trying to just trying to watch a video on on Newgrounds or something, and then oh, like a yeah. big pop up would show up. Oh my god! Yeah, when you're on like your your parents' computer uh, and you're on Newgrounds at all is like a is like the a, a, a sadistic gamble <laughs> when yeah. you're a kid. Dude, I remember um, at a certain point, I don't even know how it happened, but there was there were so many of those uh, toolbar extensions that got installed on our Internet Explorer mm-hmm. that like half the page was just toolbars. <laughs> yeah. I always you know, wondered about like, all these search bars and all that, all search things like that. Like who, who, who really, uh, you know, installed one of those purposefully and used them for their intended purpose. The only thing I could tell you along those lines is when I was a kid, I found this thing that was like uh, thousands of like different mouse cursors in an app or whatever. Not an app. It, it must have been like a downloaded thing or I think it was oh. a website. You got Oh, yeah, from. dude, those. I just remember having a field day with all like seeing all the sprites that people made for this. I was like, wow, these are kind of cool. Honestly, it was just like a library of like art. Yeah, they would have like uh, mice the cursors that would like you know do the trail effect and yeah, uh, yeah. sparkle around or like whenever you clicked it would do an effect more like sparkle malware on your yeah. <laughs> yeah that was a that was a really big thing um i think that was on myspace i'm pretty sure you could also do that you could actually customize the how the mouse looks when people are visiting your page which was a really cool effect. Oh man, you want to talk about customizability on MySpace and like how soulless Facebook is in comparison. Just like, like I was thinking the other day about how like MySpace, you used to be able to have like a song that would play when people visited your webpage. Like, man, where's the, <laughs> where's the end of, where's like the, uh, where's the fun? Where's the individuality for our pages, quote unquote, you know? Exactly. There, there was like, there's no, uh, there's no sense of like, oh, this is my page. No, you can see my page picture in my name yeah other than that they want everything we're all we're all numbers and mark zuckerberg's big uh government Andrew overlord <laughs> yeah a government overlord book for you know uh, information uh retrieval essentially that's what we're, what we're there for ladies and gentlemen if you're listening we're, we're on facebook for for them to harvest information from us i uh, like the mike and men <laughs> fan page on facebook by the way uh, thank you thank you very much <laughs> 
Yeah, dude. One time, um, I think when I when I first made my MySpace account, I was so uh, surprised at just how how much customization you could do with it. They pretty much just handed you like a, an open HTML page that you can customize <laughs> however you wanted. That's pretty cool. How would they? Was it like a drag and drop system, or would you actually have to program HTML? Because I never had a MySpace. Yes. Yeah, so the way it worked, from what I remember, you had to actually um, open up. Like, there's a way to open up the the back end of your page, and yeah, you would type in like the html code um in order to customize it and i had like one of my cousins actually show me how to do like you know some basic things set up some some things were like you know menus that you could change like how, how certain aspects of your page would look but uh you could just get into the nitty-gritty and put in your own code because i remember um i think my cousin's my cousin's myspace page his his mouse was like a basketball and it would like you know bounce up and down <laughs> um there would be like like things that would follow your cursor around on his page or something like that even that, youtube that so even cool. like early youtube stuff they uh they allowed you to customize your channels like way back in the day yeah and there used to be a youtube messaging system mm-hmm. it was uh it yeah, seemed like they knew what they were doing back people. then yeah and reply videos on youtube that was a thing back then. oh yeah like re this that, that's how right. people just communicated there that was that was how drama uh would get settled people would just reply to each other publicly on youtube <laughs> man who gets the last reply gets the last laugh yeah it is it was such a such a wild west um back then and i, sh- I showed my uh my brother about it i showed him like hey, yeah look this is how old youtube uh pages used to look like they're so vastly different from each other because you could customize it and he just looked at me and was like but why would you do that though what and i'm like because it's your channel like you should be able to <laughs> do whatever you want. What was it. his argument? I know he's... How old is your brother? Uh, he's very young. He's... I don't want to say the age, but no, he's young. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. I, sh- I shouldn't even be giving that out. Yeah, I know he's around that age range, but it's just like... What I was, what I was going to ask was, what is his reasoning? Why? Why? <laughs> what's wrong with customizing your page? I think he just said that like, oh, it looks messy. Like, why would you want your page oh, to Oh, yes, messy? everything must be uniform. Yeah, I, I, feel, I feel sorry for him because he's grown up in this world. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. I, I, this is opening another quick can of worms, but... Uh, you guys ever notice how like McDonald's and Burger King, like all those fa- fast food restaurant buildings are all like uniform, boring office looking buildings now? Yeah, like, they're becoming a lot more uh, square and gray. We're in this horrible postmodern uh, generation where everything must look the same. Like everything must be based off of like a, a crumbling brick, you know, like a cinder block. Okay, you see the cinder block and base all of your building designs off of that. That's what we're living in right now. Right. I hate it. <laughs> it, it I, I know it's just like the, this is it sucks that, you, you know, we can't have kids growing up in like the times where there's soul and, and marketing and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, don't 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 give into marketing and all that. But I, it's 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 where's the fun? You know, where, where's the fun and in, in, uh, in consumerism? Now it's just <laughs> consume, you know, it's not consume and enjoy. It's just buy our product, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's all we so have. Someone actually pointed out to me that, um, you know, back in the 90s, th- people were still figuring out the internet computers. People were still trying to like, there was no uh, standardized anything. Like pretty much every program had its own proprietary, you know, file system and all that stuff. So it's like back back then, everyone was still trying to figure it out. But now we've kind of figured it out and it's like, okay, this is, this is, I guess, the smoothest way we can get things going. And if you don't fit in the mold, we're going to shave you down and like sand you out and make sure that you, you fit into this, like what we have currently established. And it's, it's just, I, exactly. And it's just, I think it's sad that we, we sacrificed what we were fighting for in the beginning, which was self-expression. We've, we sacrificed all of that for structure. 
or it's just a thing, you know, we, we have, we have our video sharing platform. Let's YouTube is for an example. All right. We've got a platform that we were, we're here to share our self-expression on. Um, let's do it. Oh no, you have to, you can't, you can't, excuse me. You can't express yourself anymore. You have to do things how we tell Yeah. You can't broadcast yourself. Right. Anymore. Right. I forgot about their slogan. That, that used to be what, what it, what it was all about. Now it's, um, do they even have a slogan anymore? No, it's YouTube. Welcome to Susan's Susan Wojcicki site. Uh, <laughs> wipe your feet and don't curse. <laughs> Welcome to my house. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now get out. Now get out. You saw you saw your Seinfeld clip. Now get the heck out, unless you want a billion others. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's been so annoying. Like you know, I'll just watch it one video out of curiosity, and then they'll just spam me like, "Oh, you like that one, huh? Oh, here's yeah, ten more." Oh my gosh, you want you? I watch one one Seinfeld clip, and now every time I refresh my recommended, it's like the first here's video is a Seinfeld clip, and like the four others. It's just like okay, you just start getting ads like buy the Seinfeld collection. DVD. Yeah, no, seriously, on the the right to the video, it's there. It's like <laughs> that's why you gotta use AdBlock. I do. I'm talking about. Yeah, I was on my. Yeah. I wish I could use AdBlock on my. Yeah, I was telling you, um, if you don't use the YouTube app, you just go straight on the um, YouTube on the browser. I know it's such a pain. It's I've gotten like, kind of used to it. Uh, there, yeah, there's there's some things that you can't do, but that you can in the app, but. I'd I'd rather deal with that deal with ads. Man, that's another thing. Like I I remember I was we were I was remember being oh my god I remember being alive as a kid in a time where when cool technology came out it was there for the sake of convenience and it was cool and it was there to help us that was it and now uh here here we are just man this is this whole this whole podcast I'm not sure if this is my fault but this is really becoming a boomers talk about what the internet used to be like <laughs> <Boomers> <laughs> <kind of> talk <laughs> from a couple of non boomers yeah bo- uh, <laughs> digital boomers yeah it's I mean it it is just kind of hard to you know it it's hard to kind of deal with the way that things are are going in terms of internet movement I just wish we could get some like uphill kind of like thing going again in the world. You know, so the world would you, of if uh, if if given the chance, would you like to like imagine if they uh, you know brought back old old browsers, old sort of websites, but it also comes with like the old malware, old spyware, like pop ups, all that well, garbage. No, no, I, <laughs> I if it's gonna have to be like that, what's the point? <laughs> you know, but uh, I mean, one one thing I I do use uh, sometimes is something called the Wayback Machine. It's a website. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've probably mentioned it on the podcast. It's just cool to see what old sites looked like back in the day, like the old right. uh, Cartoon Network site or something. Disney oh, Channel yeah, site. I, I love those old, um, like Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network. They had games oh, on man, there. Those games are so awesome. Um, we're about 40 minutes into this sucker, and uh, maybe we should slip in, just tell the audience what we're doing, what we've been up to, where we've been for a, over, a year, <laughs> over a year. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I guess in the, in the past year, um, we took a little break because we started working working on a couple of other projects. Uh, Curtis and I actually started working on a game with one of our friends. Uh, it's in the early development. <laughs> very, we, very. Yeah. We, we had some setbacks and, uh, you know, we're still we're still learning the process. But yeah, it, it it's looking kind of interesting. It's going to be like a first person action sort of game. You can actually check us out if you want. Uh, on Instagram and Twitter, gameplay footage. And, you know, we don't BS around with 
pre-rendered cutscenes or anything, quite frankly, because we currently don't know how to make those yet. <laughs> so we're, you're just getting raw gameplay. People like raw game. Yeah. For we, a little we bit. Can't, we can't possibly lie to you because we don't even know how to render the lies. <laughs> uh, where can they check us out at? Uh, you guys can follow us on Instagram at Instagram.com slash Green Isle Games. That's Green Isle Game. Uh, uh, even we're not though we're from, I was about to say, even though we're from Florida, <laughs> uh, that is our name. Uh, man, like, I think it was my mom or my grandma who was like, Wait, are, you guys, are one of you from Ireland or something? Why are you guys called Green Isle Games? And I, I, the day that we decided, decided the name, I wish I Ed, that had come to one of our minds because now we're stuck with it. <laughs> well, you know, maybe that'll be our, our slogan. Green Isle Games, we're not Irish. We're not Irish. <laughs> Nothing against the Irish. You guys are cool. <laughs> we, we just have a company mascot. It's just like a leprechaun. <laughs> a leprechaun and like American gear. <laughs> just like, you know, some trucker. It's like, I'm not Irish. Okay, leave me alone. <laughs> but i make games and apparently i drive a truck i don't know why it's yeah uh so yeah that's what we've been up to um aside from uh and like other life, life stuff just life yeah. yeah going uh, you know doing school work and stuff well yeah he is he has he might be going back to one yeah of these days, may, maybe I'm, I'm thinking about it uh it's just you know my main thing honestly i'm terrible at math and i have to take a lot of math I'm gonna go back to school <laughs> yeah there's this one there's this one formula i was trying to figure out uh for a calculation in the game the other day and um i can't believe it. it was like it was so simple it's one of those like algebraic formulas but i had completely forgotten it i was asking around and then someone pointed out it's like oh you, it's literally just like one over this and i was I, I i spent like a few hours just trying to figure out a good formula to use it was like you know trying to figure out how much force to add to an object um, and like decrease the amount of force the farther away it is from the target position. Um, this is like God has to bless you to be good at, at math, or you're else you're like really out of luck <laughs> in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's a good thing. In this world. It's a good thing. Uh, two of my friends are, are really good at math, so I just like ask them and they who are your, solve who are your my math, problem. <laughs> who are your math friend? Uh? Yeah, one of them's one of them is like studying. Uh, what was it mechanical engineering? Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, so he's, he's gonna make a lot of money yeah yeah, yeah. for him <laughs> it's gonna be great he's got a bright future ahead of him must be nice <laughs> unlike us unlike, yeah like us we were just like sitting around in the dirt making games all day <laughs> please donate to our patreon uh, no patreon involved guys it's a joke and we don't have one we don't have one we don't need we don't have it we don't need it but hey you, get, you know what if if this if this uh episode gets at least one thumb up, we'll start a Patreon. <laughs> we'll start a Patreon, and this one, the whoever gives us this one thumb up can donate to our Patreon. Give us a dollar. Give us a dollar. Yeah. And we'll, if we get uh, five hundred people to give us a dollar. Then. <laughs> hey, yeah. No, actually, do not give us your. We don't need yet. You can support us by following the podcast on whatever social platforms we have going on, and follow our game at Instagram.com slash Green Isle Games. <laughs> they heard us the first time. <laughs> You can also follow us on Twitter, and I think I think we have like a couple other places. I'm not the one in charge of our social media for that. Um, yeah, man, thank God for her, man. I've I've said it before, but man, I'm so glad that she she one that she is good at what she does. She enjoys what she too. Uh, man, I just I'm not a social media person. I don't I don't like it. Um, but what, I mean, I'll do it if I you know have to have to I have to. We're very blessed to have uh, Noel helping us out with this game. It's very nice to have somebody handle the come on the communication stuff. 
we're, we're you know us me and, me and carl here we're kind of like the quieter dudes we're we're uh we're like the the, the nerds in the it room while she handles our marketing kind of stuff sometimes i mean we do posts and stuff too this is a joke but like uh she's really good at what she does yeah. um, in any way anyway yeah thanks for listening everybody i guess it's the end is that what you're saying carl or are we, yeah. are we done here well sounds uh, like it uh so before we go uh do you know how long it's been since since our last episode our final finale finale uh actually let me look that up i'm kind of curious i should i meant to look i believe it was like back in august August. almost yeah let me yeah i think i think that's what it was because we did the um the finale right um before we do go um are we going to are we going to announce that this is we're coming back or this is just hey we're, we're just chilling we're hanging out we're just here to say I, this is an update video. You know, this is this is our li- yeah, our update for our lives. I yeah, I mean, I think we're we're going to be able to do this for you know like once a week at least. So it's going to be a, a lot more casual this time around. Uh, we currently don't really have the time to you know do the whole uh, storyline thing like we did for season two, but we will still kind of you know cover um, related topics from here and there. We just didn't really have one much prepared today. I was originally going to have something uh, prepared, but I I was busy today working on some bugs time went by wait spider bots quite literally quite literally some bugs yes um but yeah no um catch us in the next week and we hopefully have something a bit more well put together than yeah. just a, a catch-up video or podcast um by the way yeah it was august 2020 was our last wow episode. almost a one-year anniversary so, uh yep yeah. thanks for uh thanks for listening everybody we're back kind of this is a little mild return mild triumphant return you can blow don't blow don't blow the big the bigger yeah don't don't yeah yeah get the air horns out but, but make them like yeah, kind of small chill chill air horns we're like yeah you know we're back um but yeah thanks again thanks thank you guys so much for listening um and yeah we'll uh, catch you next week if we uh, if we do end up doing this again which we we're planning to do so so yeah um, have a good night have a good night um eat your vegetables we love you we love you <laughs> yeah we love you have a great night uh be safe